Good evening and welcome to Gillen Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. I, as ever, Mr. Roscoe Harrow Vacant. I'm joined by my dear friend and colleague, Gil Rockitask. How the devil are you, Gil? I'm alright, but you always say good evening. Yeah, because we record in the evening. But they can listen anytime they want. I know, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> like the petulant people they are. <laughs> Some of them will intentionally listen in the morning. Yeah. Just so they can <laughs> shout at you every week going, It's morning! <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm not too bad. Been well? Not too shabby. Yeah. Surviving. Surviving. I'm a survivor. That's uh, what we used to sing when I was in Destiny's Child. Yep. That was one of our songs. Mm-hmm. Question. And, and yep. And you were that girl. And bills, bills, bills. <laughs> yep. I wasn't in Destiny's Child for very long. But uh, <laughs> I, I like to think that I brought a whole new atmosphere to the band. Did, did, did. So. And better yeah. dancing. You've not seen anything exciting? Uh, not really. No? <laughs> not actually, no, I've just been chilling. Just, just chilling. been chilling out this week. In your crit? Yep, I did the American Mary watch along thing yes, last night. Yes, yep, yes. That was that was quite fun because I hadn't seen the film in a couple of months uh-huh. and it was nice to rewatch. Yeah, it was really good to, to see the directors, uh, Sylvia and Jen Soska. Putting out wee facts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Little factoids throughout uh-huh. the film. As you were going along, um, and one of the co-stars was online as well. Uh, Christian Risk. Yeah, yeah. So that was really good yep. to, uh, to have that. Um, it was. It was. It's a really good film. And yep. It's just come Catherine out in America. Was Catherine as well? I didn't see her. No, online. no, sure. No. She'll have been hiding mm. from me because yep. I love her. <laughs> No. So, yeah, it's just been released over in America, so the, the idea has been that they've been trying to... But they had mentioned that the reason that they were having it to be able to was for their, their British fans that had been... Yeah, because it works out 8pm for us. Yep. Uh-huh. So it was a really good time for that. So yeah, that was a nice night. Cool, man. I just cool. sat and relaxed and watched the lovely film. <laughs> Great. Then I watched Newly Deads and... <laughs> More on that later. Yeah, more on that later. Um, I also watched Man of Steel this week. Oh it, yeah, how, it, did, how, how did you find that? It can go and get fucked. <laughs> right, what was wrong with it? What was... Uh, Superman doesn't kill. Right, okay. Yeah, Superman protects people. Uh-huh. Superman doesn't, doesn't fly uh, attacking aliens right. straight into the middle of Smallville. Uh-huh. And have a battle on the main street with them. Sure. That's not what Superman would do. Yep. Also, there's really. They've taken it from the assumption that everybody knows like his origin story to this daft extreme where uh-huh. they just. It's all non linear where it keeps just bouncing back to like things that have an impact on him as this film goes. Sure. Okay. But it just. It's not enjoyable. Right, okay. Really, it's a very, very fucking boring And watch. it's quite out of character as well, yep. in terms. 
and all the big fight scenes, mm -hmm. they're over-the-top CGI, mm -hmm. giant metal monsters, massive explosions, and I just kind of felt cold. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> How did it compare to uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman? Did it take a similar approach or no? Completely different approach. It well, Christopher Nolan's Batman. At least for me, that I could compare that to uh, like when the the Dark Knight stuff uh -huh. came out, and then uh, like the the Shaman series. Okay. And stuff like that that was darker than uh -huh. people would expect Batman to be. Sure. But there, there really isn't dark Superman. Okay. So you, it's it's easy to make a dark Batman film because there's because plenty, plenty of, of dark stories. Material, sure. But there's not plenty of dark Superman stories because that's out of character. Yep. You know, so mm -hmm. it just pissed me off. And it didn't feel more grounded. I know they were trying to kind of ground it more. Or no, he actually he was more alienated rather than grounded. Right. Okay. At one point he's wandering about as like a hobo. Yeah, yeah, as he would well. be, But he would be alienated because he has alien, and that's the it's it, to to ground that. If you're grounding that in reality, he is going to be alienated by that. No, he alienates himself. He's the but one. You see that, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it but he really alienates himself, okay. which isn't something that he would do. Right. We all know the character, we all right. know what he's like. Mm -hmm. And also just the only reason that he's really alienated is because they do this big thing where all his backstory isn't revealed to him at the point when it really should be. Right, okay. okay. You know, according to this film, he basically learns that he's Superman and then all of a sudden Zod turns up. They've taken the first, they've taken Superman and Superman 2 mm -hmm. and gone, these were two really good films, mm -hmm. let's just combine the stories and okay. get rid of all the stuff that we think everybody already knows. Yep. And when you do that, you take away the essence of the character. I think there's a lot to be said for, for not dwelling too much on Origins. Yeah, you shouldn't dwell too much on Origins, but when it's a reboot, mm -hmm. and it, the fact is, the first Superman film was, what, 1979? Uh-huh. You know, it's a long time since they did that origin story. Yep. Okay. Even Smallville, uh -huh. that series, that's not properly Superman. Yeah, and I understand. It's just you, we can get a bit uh, tied up in that kind of thing. That's why I particularly, I've said before, but I particularly like Thor because there was virtually no origin story. It was yeah. like, this is a god, that's it. Well, Lois Lane figures out who Superman is. Right, okay. Before Clark Kent even works for the Daily Planet. Right, okay. And that's upsetting, or that's that's just annoying. Uh -huh, and the sure. army uh -huh. obviously must find out who Superman is, mm -hmm. like before he's even had big fights and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So essentially, now what they're going to do is, if they have a sequel, they're going to have all these people that know Clark Kent as Superman. And mm -hmm. um, what's the point in that? Yeah, fair point. I'd, I've got very limited uh, investment in the character, but I was just interested to know what, what you are. He's just an overly friendly, overly protective right. guy, but mm. but also they, they did a whole load of... like he At one point, even though he's meant to be alienated, mm -hmm. he describes himself as, I'm from Kansas, how more American can you get? Right. And you're like, man, fuck off. Stuff, right? Yeah, when there's a big fight in Metop Metropolis, which uh -huh. is obviously... 
meant to be kind of New York. There's planes flying into buildings, and you're like, oh, Jesus, what the fuck? And also, Jesus, uh -huh. that's another thing. Uh, Superman, at this point in the film, is 33 years old. Crikey, so it's very messianic. And uh, he, he is doing a, a Christ on the cross pose in space Dear at me. one point. And you're like, come on, fuck Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that maybe Sucker Punch was just a blip. <laughs> but no, it just seems probably not. <laughs> right. So, well, that's yeah. Pity. That was Man of Steel. Because it looked quite good. And, uh, that's, it did. Yeah, yeah. Quite promising. It looked like it was grounded, but all the stuff that they've put in those trailers, it's little tiny bits from one, one part of the one film, sequence. basically. Yeah. So... You know, it just it removes all the enjoyment. Yeah, it did that with Rise of the Robot. What was it? Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Um, where they had all the, they had all these awesome sequences, and they were all from basically a dream sequence that didn't actually happen, or that yeah. happened in a flashback. There's a really good fan edit of that. That's only forty-five minutes long. <laughs> Fantastic. I think it's called the Oncoming Storm. Great. Okay. It's, it's, it's worth checking out if it's very cool. A lot of fan edits disappeared when Mega Uploads yep, of course. got taken of course. down, which is a shame because essentially they, they should be fine. Sure. Yep. But yeah, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Nothing much apart from meeting Glenn Danzig. <laughs> I was wondering when you would get to that. Yeah, I met Glenn Danzig this week, so that was quite exciting. You didn't yeah. meet Doyle though. Didn't get to meet Doyle. How bizarre is that? I know. There we go. He he rules on his own. Does he? So he doesn't actually travel with the rest of them. He doesn't stay in the hotel with the rest of them. I don't think. Well, I think he rules on his own. <laughs> so he, that's that's what I'm, I kind of picked up. I don't know if that's true. So he was he was already like uh, fucking Bruce Banner style, yeah, wander, yeah. wandering towards the next venue with his guitar over his back and his thumb out. Yeah. <laughs> no, a good a good few of them had met him earlier in the day and stuff, but um, Glenn was was in his bed until about six, and we were standing waiting for him for a good wee while. Um, in his bed till six. Yeah, yeah. So. It was all good though. What a man. It was very cool. What a lazy yeah. fucking man. He <laughs> get very pissed off because people were videotaping the performance. So it was uh, But how how else was I supposed to watch it? Exactly. Exactly. And then he ended up he just he just kinda went off in a wee hissy fit and Oh. But he was very gracious at the end and stood and stood around and signed everybody's stuff. So that was good then. And you got him to sign your winky? I did get <laughs> I did not get him to sign my winky, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You did and you got I the, didn't know it. And you got the, the bassist and the drummer to, to sign your testicular. You make me sick. <laughs> yeah, and also met Steve Zing and jo <laughs> Johnny Kelly. And I asked Johnny Kelly about Ghost if he enjoyed going to see them. Alright. What was the answer? Yes. It yes. was good. <laughs> it was good. So there you go. So yeah, yeah exciting week for both of us. Yeah, I, I watched a film I hated, and you watched a man you love. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely. Must oh, well. have set was insane. It was so good. Five tracks. I think it was it was five or six, and then one at the end, something like that. Did Doyle come back on for the Doyle one? Doyle come end? back on for the the one at the end. So that was quite good. I think it was last caress they finished with, um, but I don't remember. It was very good. It's a big sexy mess. <laughs> so it was awesome. And you were at the centre of that big sexy mess. I was, I was. The Glenn Danzig and Doyle. 
As always. That's a... No, it was great. That's great. a sandwich I don't want to imagine. That was really cool people and stuff and they had a great time, so awesome. And I've been playing Injustice Gods Among Us as well, the yep. DC game, so I've brought that along for me and Gil to play in our breaks. I was actually, I was just thinking that uh, maybe we should uh, be playing it whilst reviewing newly did. <laughs> that would actually be really good. <laughs> well, it's not though. That's but not in one of the, what we'll do is, uh, we'll, this week we should probably start off with uh, The Bride. Are you serious? I think, I think we, if we, what if we got to talk about the newly deads? Well, that'll be fun because I'll be kicking your ass. So it just means that <laughs> okay, okay. The, we can talk about the bride. We're doing that. So I'm telling you just now. Yeah, I'm we will. You right now. Um, okay. You're just worried that you'll get distracted and lose. Yeah, and this week I've also been organising a very awesome interview that we're not gonna. We as aren't gonna mention anything about. So <laughs> that's uh, we're keeping it under our hats. Uh, for the, the next week, but that should be very cool for fans of sports isn't, entertainment. Isn't uh, not telling people things that you should tell them a sin? <laughs> we shouldn't tell them in case it all falls to shit. Uh, and then we end up looking like a pair of ball bags and fantasists. But you're, you're going to go to uh, California during the week as well, aren't you, to meet their former governor? <laughs> And uh, kiss Arnie. Where are you going with that? <laughs> and kiss Arnie? Yeah. I'm not going to kiss Arnie at all. There you are. <laughs> On his body. <laughs> his sinful, sinful body. Yep. His body of sin. <laughs> Alright. Um, Okie doke. Um, so yeah, very exciting. Um, and we'll say no more about it. Yeah. <laughs> Our lips are sealed. Mine aren't. I'll tell anybody. <laughs> Send me a message on Twitter or whatever, ask me who it is, but I'll just tell you. You could, you could be a really awesome detective and just uh, have a look at my follower list and the Bodacious Horror follower yes. list okay. and just see if anybody from the world of sports is currently following, following both of us. Right, shut up now. Okay. Um, I think that'll be near the top, won't it? That's quite recent. I think it's right. near the top for mine. Yeah. You're a dick. Right. <laughs> okay, doke. Um, so, guys, you, you might have noticed we're we're also we're once again back on the couch, back on the couch, and off the Skype since it worked so well last week. Um, so, did you have fun? It was great fun. It was really it nice was retro. <laughs> yeah, it was quite retro. So we've got a few weeks of uh, kind of interviews and stuff with the Skypes. So we thought it'd be quite cool to just do another, another couch-based uh, episode. Yeah, for, for number 40. Number 40, life begins <laughs> at 40. We have now produced a pregnancy of podcasts. We have indeed, <laughs> we have. That that um, should be the new terminology for it. Do you know, I wish I'd watched a better film than The Bride for the 40th episode. <laughs> I wish I'd watched a better film than Newly Dead. That was what I was meaning to say. I, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. It'll be fun to play Injustice while well reviewing it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay guys, Um. so... We'll probably take a short break and, yeah. and I'll we'll, do the injustice tutorial. And we'll be back to discuss the bride.
This is Jamie from Devour the Podcast. Do you enjoy horror commentary with straightforward honesty? Oh my god, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so hard. Oh my goodness, you know, I, halfway through this movie I was just like, let's get this thing going. Fuck this movie. Okay. <laughs> Humor and an obvious passion for the genre. I like the cut of your jib. The ceiling, Grandma. Don't make me get out the broom. Oh, your tears are like wine. They used to call that the vapors. Cupcakes are kind of the Schindler's list of desserts. It's it's a, a pure good. I love the idea of up-and-coming horror directors taking on the found footage genre. I really, really like that idea. And that's really the worst thing you can commit as far as filmmaking is concerned, is making a film that's just average. Well, that doesn't really inspire any kind of exactly. discussion, whether it's, you know, to rip it apart or, or praise it. Then you should spend time with David and me. And Bo. As we discuss horror films from old classics. Deep Red. Empire of the Ants. Lisa and the Devil. The Baby. The Toxic Avenger. To new favorites. Absentia. Cabin in the Woods. The Loved Ones. Shadow of Death. VHS. The Woman. Check us out on iTunes or at Devour the Pod. Podcast.blogspot.com. Devour the Podcast is a proud member of the Horrorphilia Podcasting Network. In case you're pouring yourself a lovely beer. Yep. Lovely lager tops. No. Uh, I'm it with lime. Alright, okay, so that's manlier. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I like lager and lime every once in a while. It's nice good, and it's good, good. it's summery. It's a refreshing drink. I know. I offered you one, but you said no. I, I only no. I only drink martini, <laughs> apple teenies, and occasionally uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Lambrini. Well, that's a Lambrini girl. Just what if fun. I'm credited on a, your mom album as Lambrini Gill. Are you? Yeah. What? That's on the acoustic album. Because awesome. I had a sore throat, so I took uh, four litres of Lambrini to the recording with me. Okay, so um, we're back to discuss 1985's The Bride. Um, directed this by film has a sting in the tail. <laughs> directed by Frank Rodham um, and starring uh, wonderful, He's, wonderful, uh, wonderful. Hillary, Hillary Clinton's brother. Who's that? Frank Rodham. Because <coughs> she was Hilary Rodham, that's his sister. Okay, so we're uh, we've got uh, wonderful and lover, <laughs> wonderful lead lead singer from the the group, the Police. Yeah. Sting, in the lead role was Baron Charles Frankenstein. I'm, I have searched all over the internet and I've still never heard that whoop whoop song they did. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> whoop whoop. That's, that's the sound, sound of, of the, the police. police. Um, Jennifer Beals as Eva, um, Clancy Brown as Victor, the monster, the monster rather. Uh, Geraldine Page as Mrs. Bowman, and David Rappaport as uh, Ronaldo the Dwarf. We've also got a couple of kind of quite interesting uh, smaller roles and cameos from people like uh, Alexis Sale. Sale as Major, um, Quentin Crisp as uh, he's there as the Doctor, Doctor Zalus, but it's very obvious that he's Doctor Pretorius, right? Yep. It's so so clear, but that was awesome. Um, I wonder if you got that role because of Sting. I don't know why. Well, Sting wrote an Englishman in New York about Quentin Crisp. Ah, really? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that is really interesting. Yeah. Wow, fantastic. Um, uh, Phil Daniels as as Bela, who's called Bella all the way through it. Yeah. Timothy Spall as Paulus, who's basically just the hunchback assistant 
Um, I like the way you said he he plays Bela, but he's called Bella throughout. Mm-hmm. So does that not just mean he's called Bella? Uh huh. Yeah. Just because yeah. it was Bela Lugosi. Bela the Gypsy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. So yeah. Timothy was... Spall's role is really tiny. That is very. Even for 1985. Yeah. That is ridiculously tiny. Um. He's got a tiny, tiny part. Okay. In this film. So, uh, the film begins with Baron Charles Frankenstein, his monster, and Dr. Zalus and uh, his assistant Paulus creating a female mate named Eva for the monster. Eva is physically identical to a human and lacking the deformities of the monster. As such, she is revolted by the monster and rejects him. This causes the monster to fly into a rage and destroy Frankenstein's laboratory. Um, Frankenstein, believing himself and Eva to be the only survivors, flees with her back to Castle Frankenstein, where he falls in love with her and pursues the goal of making her a perfect human mate. The monster, having survived, wanders, wanders into the countryside, where he befriends a dwarf, Rinaldo, um, and they become involved with a circus owner, and hilarity yeah. ensues. So this is... Uh, it's kind of period romp. And it is. I personally don't like period romps. I actually didn't mind this film, <laughs> to be honest. If it wasn't for the fact of all the adverts. I tried to make a dirty joke, but it didn't work. Yep. Alright. Um, so all the adverts, yeah, and Crackle, um, it was pretty ridiculous. It was uh, every kind of ten minutes there was a, yep. another advert coming up on Crackle. Um, but Nicely that, placed adverts, it has to be said. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not really a horror film as such. As what were your adverts? I need to know. You need to know. I need to know what adverts. There was one that was from Colgate, and there was one <laughs> was from all the time. Com- Compare the Com- meerkat was the. No, confused.com for the robot. <coughs> no. Ah, oh, see, you got compare the meerkat, and I got confused.com. Yeah. And they had no sound. None of the adverts had any sound. Mine had sound. So at least I, I could be indoctrinated with the adverts, whereas. Yep. At least you could be indoctrinated. I was just sitting watching nothing. Was it the Colgate one with the girl that's always brushing her teeth and uh, like it's a wee fashion? No, show? no, wasn't it? It was like a kid then a guy that... walks into the bathroom at the back just as it's about to end. And yeah, it wasn't that one. Um, it was one that was like a kind of consumer panel with Colgate. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah. Or like the guy pops his head in at the side of the screen, like. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what these people yep. make. And you, you think, like, what, have you filled the tube with dog shit? Yeah. It's like, <coughs> here's, here's a trick we're playing on people. Okay. So, um, Sting, uh, obviously playing Baron Frankenstein. I thought uh, it was quite good. I didn't. I, de- I definitely didn't enjoy it. But I mean, I uh, thought this was the best film I've ever watched. <laughs> with, podcast. with Sting in it, right? I, I, I think that... Uh, you know, you're trolling, dog. I've been, I've been wrong trolling. about aliens. Ah, ah, ah. Yo, come on. I've been wrong about Phantom of Paradise. Ah, ah, ah. I've been wrong about every other film. You know, the, the Bride, this is... That's the high point of this human is true endeavor. horror. There's a bit when Sting goes outside and his hair gets really wet. Do you know that? And you're like... That's fucked his product the tr- up. The true, true horror is at the end where Ronaldo comes up and goes... Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. That's that's what you do in life. Because um, they split the narrative mm-hmm. for this. It's it, right. it's essentially just Bride of Frankenstein done by an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Bride of, the Bride of Frankenstein bit in truth is only really the first 
10 minutes yeah. or so and then the rest of it is basically the aftermath that nobody really needs to know about. <laughs> um, Frankenstein goes on an adventure with um, with a dwarf. It becomes a little bit like uh, that film about the little dogs that have to make a journey home. Yeah. From somewhere. <laughs> like Littlest Hobo yeah. and even Littler Hobo. Ronaldo was the best thing about this. I really liked Yeah, Ronaldo. I liked his wee trick. Yep. I like the whole shebang, I like that stuff was I thought it was really cool. Um Frankenstein's He'll be a great actor when he grows up. That is that's shocking, man. Come on. So yeah, and his his dream is to go to Venice. Yep. And he's got a wee chain and it's a wee sin. Yep. It really is. It's a wee sin. Is. is that any more patronising? I think I've won out the day. And no, I, I just, I just thought it was, it was a nice uh, but bloody who's, movie who's the on movie one for? side. And that's what I can't figure out. I mean, who's who is the movie for? Because you've got the bloody movie uh-huh. side of it that's for kids. Yep. And then you've got Jennifer Beals wandering about in the hardcore pornographic scene. No, it's not hardcore pornographic. I know. Just uh, sting pounding this woman from behind for 15 minutes. <laughs> but you can see the uh, the love in her eyes. You, she's, can. you can. She's trimmed. Uh huh. She's a uh, beautiful plumage. You know, it's not as bad as. Uh, no, it's. I'm it's not as bad as that film, Trans. But I mean, what what is the message behind the film? What is the? I mean. Follow your dreams? Did you not get that from the end? <laughs> I mean, what's, what's the story with Sting? I mean, is it like, are we supposed to be thinking, well, women shouldn't really be allowed well, to... Well, there's a female empowerment thing that runs through this film because, uh, yeah, we haven't really spoken much about Eva or anything, uh-huh. but he uh, has finally... Because he fucked it up with the monster mm-hmm. and he's not... Not overly happy with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, kind of right, you just sit in the corner, I'm making you a mate. Honest. Uh-huh. Oh, and she's fit. And the monster's like, oh, I'll just groom myself there. I'll just be a bit aftershave, she'll find me adorable. Mm-hmm. And Sting's like, yeah, that'll be fine. And mm-hmm. then Eva, as she says, like, all, all the language that the dead person knew was still in her head but she didn't know how to get it out so he has his uh i can't remember what the woman was called mrs bowman yeah she she teaches eva decorum social graces yep and then uh frankenstein becomes batman he does. Yeah, because he's got like his nighttime endeavours with the monster and all that yeah. stuff. But during the day, he portrays himself to polite society as a well-to-do man who now has a ward. Yep. But uh, sadly, Eva doesn't do any Robin-style stuff. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> oh, there we go. Um, well, Dick Grayson was, of course, a circus performer, so there's... Uh, yep. There's a link there. That's, but that's to Ronaldo. To Ronaldo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... As Eva has learned more and more, she starts to question things. Right. Like uh, when she corrects him on who had written Prometheus Unbound. Uh huh. Because he said it was Keats, and she said no, that was Byron. Mm. And you'd think that somebody that's involved in a whole Frankenstein type scenario would know about Byron. So they're you know, Shelley and Byron, you know. 
If anybody's going to know about that, it's just going to be him. He must have read the book. Yep. That's probably where he got the idea. <laughs> so... So, yeah, uh, Eva becomes... It's not bit... Prometheus Unbound that they're talking about, is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he throws it on the fire. Alright, oh, okay. Mm. Yep, and burns it because he's pissed off that she was correct and he was wrong. Mm. But the fact that she is even kind of talking back to him in front of people and stuff, mm-hmm. and then she she falls a little bit in... She, she doesn't fall in love, but she falls in infatuation yep, with sure. uh, Carrie Elwes. Yep. And mm-hmm. he's a rugged young soldier. Who looks like he's seen absolutely no sort of fighting in his life at all, mm-hmm. apart from maybe over the silver spoon. Yep, sure. And he likes her back. Yep. And her front. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point takes her in a little carriage ride. Yeah. But people are trying to figure this out. Things get increased, things get increasingly jealous. Yeah. I'm saying Sting as if it is. Yeah, a, it's, but it's I can't imagine. Sting. Let's just let's just Sting Frankenstein. 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 Frankenstein's dead. This jealous. is this is how Sting actually behaves around the house. I imagine. I'm just really glad that there wasn't a full sex scene because you can you imagine like a tantric sex scene? <laughs> this film would have been like five Wait, and a half know. hours long, and that. Come would... on. <laughs> just fucking do it up the bum or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> this is a watch some porn in the background. <laughs> but really, it makes it makes <laughs> it makes so little sense because it is there's so there's a fair fair shake of nudity. Get yeah, it's it's a, to like just play with your balls. It's basically a kids film. It is basically a kids film with Jennifer Beals who, who does no dancing in this. So she doesn't. No, she you doesn't. know, this might be a. A much better film if she did do some flash dance stuff. Yeah. Phil Daniels was good on it, right? I, I quite like Phil Daniels. And Alexis Sale. <laughs> it was just Alexis Sale. It was just Alexis Sale. <laughs> so I I actually I would much rather edit out all the Eva stuff uh-huh. and everything and just have it like Frankenstein goes on a journey with a dwarf. <laughs> And then the dwarf dies, and Frankenstein goes back home and goes, I'm fucking pissed off. But can somebody, somebody would go, oh, that was a stupid idea. Why would you do that? Why would you have that as a film? And then you go, well, that was the good bit of this film. Um, so this, like actually, the... this won an award. This was Jennifer Buell's uh, won an award for this. It was uh, a Razzie. Oh, the right. actress in 1985. Yeah, her, her acting in it is really bad. It's pretty stinking. I have chicken, chin, chin, chicken, chin, and you get Mrs. Beaumont hitting her, hitting her real needle. <laughs> you know, like, that's, um, so yeah, uh, this is, let the meat cock, that's, I don't know what the hell this is, it's kind of, it feels like a kind of fantasy film, but it's, it's, it's no good enough for that, to be honest. it's the same year Willow came out, yeah, isn't it, 85, yeah, yeah, but then anyway. And but, uh, Time Bandits and stuff like that, but also David Rappaport in it. Uh-huh. But I mean, it does, it, it doesn't have a consistent tone to it though. Yep, it doesn't. Uh, it really lacks a cons- consistent tone. I think the problem is that the, the tone of the, the two separate narratives is so distinctly different. Uh-huh. 
Oh well, just... Rambo was in 88. Was it? Yeah, yeah. My god, I was so old when I went to see that <laughs> in the cinema. <laughs> but the, as you say, they are distinctly different, the two, yeah. the two segments. Um, and that kind of throws you off. It's it like, does, it does. You get the enjoyable stuff at the circus and everything, or sure. you, you get to see the monster grow as a person. And to. Because he's accepted by people mm-hmm. more than Ronaldo. That's right, that's right. Because people don't trust Ronaldo, but with the monster, kind of what you see is what yep. you get. And I, I thought it was nice that he was called Victor. Oh, yeah. I thought, why nice. the fuck is he called Charles? Yeah, yeah, I know. But. He will win. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was nice bits in it. It's just that it's, uh, it's a. It's like a morality it's a, tale that, it's a bad that, that hasn't picked a moral. It's a bad film. Not as a bad film. It's just that it's. Uh, it's got, it's got some cool bits in it and some, some fun stuff, but it's yeah. overall very forgettable. It's not on par with like Labyrinth or Princess Bride or any of these kind of... No, it's not that ones. much of a fantasy. I thought Clancy Brown was good as the well, monster. That seemed to be the kind of tone that they were hitting at at yeah. some points, where they were kind of hitting at that kind of tone. It's just a bit... It's a bit all over the place. Yep. It's like different people have directed different segments sure. of it. Sure. And then it's all been edited together by a guy that doesn't care. I was <laughs> 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 just going, this is fine. But I was a bit disappointed that uh, at no point did Victor get a, a prostitute. Really? And then she would stand there and go, my name's Cherry. And he would just go, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I think that everything mm-hmm. that Clancy Brown does, he should do a Kergan line. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would be really good if Sting's name in this had been McLeod instead. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> at the end, when Victor turns up, he's going, McLeod! Okay, guys, so uh, The Bride is not a recommend as far as I'm concerned. Gil, would you, would you encourage people to part with their hard-earned cash to see this? I'd encourage people to go on crackle. To go on crackle and watch something else. Watch something not that. American Werewolf in London's on crackle, oh, well. so I'd encourage people to go on crackle, look up the bride uh-huh. so that they can see the cover art, and then <laughs> the cover art is ridiculous. Yeah, the cover art makes it look like pride and fucking prejudice, and it's been made by people who have absolutely no pride oh. and seem to be quite prejudiced. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> There's actually the, 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 the actual, one of the cover posters that they have is a massive picture of Jennifer Beale, the uh, tiny picture of Sting in the, the middle. Yep. Um, so I don't know what the hell that was trying to achieve. But on Crackle you can also watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, which is wonderfully more entertaining. I didn't know you liked Jerry Seinfeld. Have I never mentioned it <laughs> no. before? No. Okay, well on that note we'll uh, have a short break and we'll be back to discuss... Newly dead and uh, injustice. Take a journey with the Phantom Eric as he explores the last 100 years of horror. 100 films to be explored, each one with the related themes, actors, and directors that made the last century of horror cinema so great. Travel the world from Germany to Scandinavia, Italy to France, North America and everywhere in between, with no stone left unturned. The zombies are locked up, the vampires are asleep, and the prowlers have slain their last group of campers for the night. So take the hand of the Phantom American Lester Reaper, as this is one time travel experience 
you won't want to miss. Okay guys, so we're back and we're going to be discussing a magnificent movie uh, from uh -huh. Troma. Um, <coughs> excuse us, we're also playing there. Uh, <laughs> we're, play, we're now playing Injustice, Gods Among Us. Purely to show our lack of respect for this film. Um, it was made in 1987 where we'll go selecting a arena. Uh, it was directed by Joseph Mary and it was written by Sean Dash and Laurel Fest um, and released by Troma. The synopsis is the owner of a lakeside resort murders a transvestite. Fifteen years later, the drag queen spirit comes back and starts killing honeymoon couples. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> what, what do you think of this one? It's, um... I, I thought, uh, when I looked at the credits, oh, there's a Romero involved in this, on the special effects side. This should be impressive. Who was the Romero? The, just the, the one guy that on his own did the special effects. Right. His son named Romero. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't stand up. It definitely doesn't stand up. Well, we're fighting in the Fortress of Solitude, by the way. Just in case anybody's curious. But yeah, I... So do you think that... I, I thought that from the very start of it... Uh -huh. the, it was obviously... Like I, I hadn't even bothered reading much about it, but I thought, that's a guy. I <laughs> know, exactly. Because you never saw her face the, at the, all. The very first uh, thing you see is this dreadful sequence where uh, a car is driving down a country road. I'm getting pure hammered to bits. Uh, <laughs> car's driving down a country road with... Uh, with radio playing, the radio is telling news about things that have happened in the in the recent past, such as the death of Bruce Lee and so on, and various other uh, kind of things. And you'd expect that at least something would be playing into the, the events that are going to be happening. Uh, and but it the, doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. In any way whatsoever. So it's basically uh, a way of kind of, I don't know, using less... Uh, using less music in the film, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then eventually we do get a kind of introductory song, and uh, we get to see this woman, or this little kind of wig, uh, driving. Um, Jackie. Jackie, and Jackie gets to this uh, lakeside uh, honeymooners resort that he's that she's wanting to live in. Um, spend the night on her own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the manager comes in. Lloyd Stone. <laughs> the man. What? Lloyd Stone. Oh, well done for remembering that. The manager comes in and uh, gives her a, a, a basket of fruits and a bottle of wine. Yeah, and he's trying it on with her, and then very suddenly. Oh, Nightwing wins. Suddenly realizes that she is in fact a, a gentleman, uh, a transvestite. Um, yep. And, what and is wrong with that? It's so incensed that a fight breaks out and he stabs the drag queen in the head. Which is... With yeah. a screwdriver. Yeah. It's a pretty cool effect. Yeah. Done very badly. Done very badly. <laughs> it's... Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, it cuts then straight away 15 years earlier. We don't see him disposing of the body or anything like that. Um... Fifteen years later, rather. Yeah. Um, where he, he's getting married. Is it Lloyd? Did you say Lloyd yep, Stone? Yeah, Lloyd Stone. 
Where Josh was? Stone's uh, uncle. Uncle, right. See, there you go. See, that? all the facts. Yeah. So, Josh Stone's uncle Lloyd is getting married and. Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman. <laughs> It's uh, the most interesting thing you can say about he's this. He's getting married to a much younger woman, and uh, all of a sudden, this kind of ghoul with a, uh, a wig turns up at the, at the <laughs> no wedding. Way. Walks slowly through everybody. Yeah. It's kind of Fulci esque uh, zombie makeup, and it becomes apparent that only Lloyd can see uh, Jackie's. Uh, Yep. Jackie's uh, ghostly appearance. Ghoulish visage. And, and he seems almost as if he can't believe it because he's not reacting at all or his just acting skills are just atrocious but he's just standing they there are just atrocious. with his mouth open like this. Uh, <laughs> he then comes around flies. and walks away. Just just walks away from his own wedding. He like, does. Like a pure dick. And then at the same time we're introduced to a group of uh, well four different couples who are making their way to this resort um, for different reasons or make their way past this resort. One of them's a very young couple, uh, one's a very old couple, um, and the other one are very obvious. Right. And the other ones are <laughs> very obviously coy virgins. And then there's a fourth couple who weren't planning to be going to the the hotel. Um, but the wife, they're kind of arguing, middle-aged couple. One of them, the wife, is well, psychic. she's psychic, or she thinks she's psychic. You and your psychic tricks. So she's trying to encourage him not to go in a certain road, and he's like, "Oh, there's no reason for us even to go in that road." Um, but for well, some reason, let's just go in. <laughs> well, actually, it's not psychic tricks. He calls it her psychic act. He's yep. like. But when we were first dating, you loved telling my, your friends that I was a psychic. Yep. You yep. should have said, no, I told them you were a psycho. Yep. Um, so I, the, the kind of, the Jackie at this point is, then wanders out onto the road, uh, just as they're arguing, and um, gets run over. And she, and she, well, Jackie obviously being a, a zombie ghoul from hell, that nobody else can see but the psychic and, and uh, Lloyd. And Lloyd. Her, uh, her name is Chris. Right, okay. Well, well I can't remember what his name is. But there's a subplot later on where it turns out that Chris has helped some police uh -huh. to find a dead child by telling them to dig up all of the backyard. So what's that all about? She just told us to keep digging until we found them. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what a fucking psychic. I yeah. bet they buried the kid in the backyard. Where? Maybe over there? <laughs> not over there. Oh, well, maybe over there. Yep. No, not over there either. Just keep digging. So, yeah, uh, so this it is a terrible movie. <laughs> it's very, very bad. And it's the kind of Fulci esque zombie uh, that, that, that uh, Lloyd is. The, the kind of, one of the, I mean, there's, there's a shower sequence in particular, and it's so gratuitous, it lasts for about five or ten minutes. Yeah. It is literally maybe about six minutes. Um, of just this woman's breasts. Um, <laughs> just she's soaping herself up quite uh -huh. good. Yeah, and and then there's a kind of threat where you're thinking, oh no, is this is this somebody coming in to see her? And no, 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 it's it my Lloyd. husband, which is just the most pointless. Uh, but it's not the husband, it's Lloyd. Oh yeah, it was Lloyd. Yeah, That's Lloyd, right. Lloyd yeah, just yeah. walks into the the shower. And uh -huh. 
and starts kissing her is some of the worst on screen kissing I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's like the guy that plays Lloyd uh-huh. doesn't open his mouth when he kisses anyone at all. Or when he's speaking. Yeah. Even though one of the other people says the the like there's a girl that works for him uh-huh. who says and she seems she's gonna write a book about all the because he has sex with like three women a week. Yep. So you think he'd have some practice after, yeah. right? You'd think that he'd know to open his mouth when kissing a girl. What is the rules? Like, like our tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, no, he, he just basically stands in the shower, looking yep. useless. So yeah, um... Goddamn girl. <laughs> oh, I just hit He's kicking my ass. I'm um, not, you're kicking my ass. This is like the blood match, and I haven't won a single one. But then this is my first time playing this game, so I'm not actually that pissed off. Stop grapple bouncing me. I can't even remember how to do the moves. Um, so yeah, the Lloyd keeps turning into women to try and impress. Uh, to try and impress. What's his name again? No. Oh, sorry, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie uh, obviously has uh, shape shifting abilities. Yeah. Also um, turns into a man. Turns into like a rockabilly man who supposedly. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Supposedly run out of petrol. Yep. Yep. To uh, to murder the girl that works for Lloyd that was writing the book. Yep. Uh huh. Where are you going? Straight to hell. So where are you going? So we're supposed to believe that somebody who is. We're supposed to believe that somebody who has met this charming man uh, <laughs> for less than five minutes. And who has then been subsequently stabbed in the head with a screwdriver is, by this man? Is in love with is him. in love with this person. Yeah. Why um, don't you open the wine? When she, when she actually, when Jackie herself actually says that she's got absolutely no interest in anything other than getting a wee sleep, while she's still alive. But now all of a yeah. sudden, she's it's um, amorous. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Um, Why don't you open the wine? And he only pours one glass. Yep. So that they can romantically share it. <laughs> Just, so oh. yeah, it's an ad- a dreadful movie, um, and by plain injustice, I think we've we've showed it uh, a significant a significant degree of, of uh, disrespect, and I think we've disrespected the listeners enough. Um, no, this, we this haven't even one. we haven't even mentioned all the the other nudity. <laughs> <laughs> this film is only seventy seven minutes long. But they do, they do give you plenty of, <laughs> plenty of bang for your buck. Yep. Um, the the hillbilly couple, um, Bull and, and Blanche. Blanche, yeah. Yep. Um, there's a fair bit of nudity there. Um, why didn't you bring me a beer? Oh, why didn't you ask me for a beer when I went to get myself a beer? Yeah, good dialogue. Yeah. Plenty of good stuff like that. In there's this one. brilliant dialogue. So we should just tell people what happens at the end. What does happen then? Oh, she she convinces him to. Chris convin- Chris uh, realizes that that Jackie can take over the bodies of other women, uh-huh. but that Jackie, after Lloyd reveals that Jackie was actually a man, mm-hmm. says, "Oh, and he wanted to sleep with you." Yes. Mm-hmm. So Jackie goes. Chris goes. Right, kiss me. And Jackie goes into Chris's body. Uh huh. Which is an overly long disturbing scene uh-huh. morphing between Chris and zombie Jackie right. kissing Lloyd mm-hmm. and then Chris stabs herself in the stomach with a crucifix Yeah, so that is... Yeah, and that's the, that's the end. So this was released as part of Toxie's Triple Terror 
on a three DVD set a while back, along with Zombie Space Bingo, Space Zombie Bingo rather, um, Dead Dudes in the House, and uh, this fine film. Um, so, if Green you, Lantern's a shit guy. If you fancy picking that one up, then you should uh, you should head over to Troma.com and you'll be able to you'll be able to pick that up. Um, or it's alternatively on YouTube on the Troma channel. I might have guessed that the Flash would be a quite speedy character. I should say that I was expecting the film that I thought we were watching was Haunted Honeymoon, starring Gene Wilder and directed by Gene Wilder. Um, I'm quite glad we didn't watch Wanted Honeymoon to really? be honest, guys. I find it a wee bit hokey. Oh, days. that's good. That's cool. I'm glad that you, you know. Did. At least we watched something that that let us play Injustice on the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this will be our most popular segment. We should get a few DLC for this. <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, Green Lantern's about to die. Anyway, I knew I should have so, picked him. So that was. Newly Deads, yeah, and that was injustice. And my apologies for this. And watching Newly Deads is an injustice. It sure is. Okay, so we'll be back with a more sensible section after the break. <laughs> the definition of podcast: a multimedia digital file made available on the internet for downloading to a portable media player, computer, etc. Horror podcast: a multimedia digital file featuring horror-related news and movie reviews that is available on the internet for downloading to a portable media player, computer, etc. Awesome Horror Podcasts. Any multimedia digital files that are available from the Horophilia Network of Podcasts via Horophilia.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and other outlets that you can download to your portable media player, smartphone, computer, etc. The Horophilia Network of Podcasts currently feature nine different podcasts such as Horophilia, Much of Madness, More of Sin, Dolls of Despair, Horphilia Recommends, Zombies Don't Podcast, Horror Hits, and many more. For more information, check out Horophilia.com and click on the tabs labeled Horophilia Network of Podcasts or the Podcast Index. We're looking forward to have you as part of the flock. Okay guys, sorry for the, the last segment, uh, the Injustice round. Um, it wasn't Injustice, it was Newly Deads. Yeah. Uh, available to watch on uh, YouTube. Yeah, so, so it is on the Trauma Trauma Movies uh, website, so if you want to, sorry, on the Trauma Movies YouTube, so if you want to uh, get a look at that, feel free to, to go ahead, but please be warned that it's a piece of shit. It is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, back to discuss Rec 3 Genesis uh, from 2012. Um, so it was directed by Paco Plaza, uh, once again. Um, now I think the previous films have been co-directed, Gal, is that right? They were uh, Paco Plaza and Kwame uh, Balahero, but this one is, is solely directed by uh, Paco Plaza. It is, yep. Yep. Um, and it follows the wedding of Clara and Coldo. Uh, Clara played by Leticia uh, Delero and Coldo played by Diego Martin. Um, so, what was that story again? I, I never said that. Oh, that's cool. Um, so the, the plot synopsis is a couple's wedding day turns into a, horrif- into a horrific event as some of the guests start showing signs of a strange illness. Now, um, obviously the last two weeks we've we've covered uh, Wreck 1 and 2, um, which themselves are... Well, they run concurrently to each other, don't they? They run, uh, run parallel... Well, Sequentially. Sequentially, yeah. Um, this, this There's one, some overlap. There's, there's some overlap. 10 minutes of overlap. Uh, 
in this one, um, there's significant overlap. There's um, a lot of the events happen before. Concurrently, currently, yeah. yeah. Well, some of the, event, the events, events happen before, during, right, and, and, and after. And I'm not sure about after. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I know definitely it's job and day, so I'm assuming yeah. that it's, it's after. Um, but yeah, we so we're starting off in the the wedding. It's uh, very much in the same found footage style for yeah. the first. 10 to 15 minutes, is it? Yeah. Or 20 minutes even, it's, it's a significant proportion of the film. Um, of the introduction of Steadicam. Yeah, that was great. That There's was really so cool. many beautiful touches in this. <laughs> like, oh, well, I've, I've got this. It's a Steadicam unit because the first uh -huh. two films are so shaky. Uh -huh. And this film, you've got the, the wedding photographer who's filming everything for them. <laughs> but because of some things that he can't do, he he kinda asks one of the one of the younger guests who's got a camera to uh -huh. get some footage. Going to get for this, him. the cinema verity. Yeah. Stuff that he says. I love that. Yep. Just continue continually bringing up cinema verity yep. all the way through it. So that is a the the that is Atun from yep. uh, Filmmax. Now obviously the Filmmax are the company who produce the rec films, yeah. which is a nice touch again, um, just kind of making reference to itself um, in some ways. And so we've got, we've got maybe three or four or five even cameras in the go at any one time. There's there's certainly three. Yeah. Uh, there's maybe more than that uh, during that first initial sequence. Um, that's capturing different aspects. Oh, we never even mentioned the very beginning. It starts off like they're watching their wedding day video. Yeah, that's right. I I, that. That yeah, that's really nice. Was like, yeah. Here's your happy day. Yep. So it's like the DVD, the kind of blank DVD, uh, what do you call it, screensaver scene. Uh, yep. And then they insert the video and it's like they're picking whether they want to watch videos or, or pictures. Yeah. Um, so that's great and we get to see from that but it select pictures and goes through the kind of story of the romance between these yeah. two characters. Which again is fantastic because it sets up uh, what really is the crux of this story as a love story. Um, and also to a certain extent why, the, why certain things that happen later on are maybe a, a call back mm -hmm. to certain parts from earlier in their relationship. Right. Like, like right. armor. Uh -huh, sure. Kind of thing. Like okay. he's her knight in shining armor. Sure, okay, great. And all this mm -hmm. is <clears throat> So we see um anyway the the kind of the, the kind of scene establishes a lot of the characters. Um <clears throat> the kind of roguish uh, I think it's Rafa his name. Um the the brother who's yeah. or the, the, the cousin who's trying to get off with the French women. Um, yep, he's he's the everybody's been at a wedding where that guy's that been. guy's there. Uh, I think I've been that guy at a wedding yeah. or two. <laughs> and then there's Uncle uh, Pepe Victor, or Tio Pepe Victor, and he's um, he is a vet, and he has been he has been bitten on the hand hmm. by by a a rabid dog. Yeah, so that's. Something. <laughs> Tying that back rabbit, into... that rabbit dog might have been called Max. I think it might very well yeah. have been. So yeah, the 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 the, the callbacks are there if you're if you're willing to look for them in this film. I don't even think you have to look that no, up. No, you, you watch the first two. It just yep. kind of goes. This film is just full of awesome. Uh huh. So the first twenty minutes kind of establish uh, what's happening and 
um, we get this, we get as as I say, the the outbreak starts to happen um, when when Uncle Pepe Victor starts starts being uh, starts being ill outside the venue. Yeah. Um, we're introduced also to Sponge John. John Spon- Sponge John. Sponge John. Because he <laughs> because of the lightness rights. <laughs> so he's this uh, dour looking man who's who's dressed in a dirty sponge out. <laughs> yeah, smoking a fag outside, um, and it's a circular. Circular, so, and people keep going. SpongeBob, he's going. I'm Sponge John. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so yeah, lots of comedic moments to to start, and then things start to the, the shit kind of starts to hit the fan. Um, With uh, Uncle yeah. Uncle Pepe Victor on the on the balcony, Ledge, yeah, over, the balcony overlooking show. the dance floor, the dance floor, and and obviously. Vomiting. He's he's been vomiting blood. Uh huh. Yep. And he's sitting just looking really, really happy and then just falls and you're like Ah so this is this is where the fun stuff starts. Yep. And it really does. It, it just really kicks, kicks off. off. Yeah, it does. Um possibly my favourite part of this film. Uh, well one of my I, I I absolutely love this film, but one of the, the bits that I thought was, was brilliant was um the transition between um the the found footage, found footage and, and non and the non found footage because we got we've got Atun uh, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation who's trying to film everything he's saying we need to let people know about this yeah. um, but then straight away that is destroyed because they they destroy the camera yeah um, well Caldo uh, charges and destroys the camera and the first thing that we see at that point is the the light flickering on and off on and off and then finally to off and then it comes yeah. up rec 3 genesis and you know you're getting something completely different um fantastic they couldn't have, it's done, a, it's it. a beautiful they couldn't have done it in a better way um in terms of changing the the style yeah um there was you That's know in the, in the kitchen yeah surrounded by demonically possessed people that yep. just want to kill them and this yeah i was going to say that this actually added a wee bit well in a few places added a bit to the mythology and the possession yep. that we didn't get in the previous uh, films or that i, I didn't get like yeah, for example the mirrors and so on yeah um, that we can see the when the when the demons are in in the mirror you can see them in their true form well you see it's always the the Meral- is it Meraldo? Mm, mm. It's it's the child from mm. Rec One and Two anyway, or the deformed version of the child. But there's actually uh-huh. uh, they also brought out a comic right round about the time of Rec Genesis that is the the story of Father was it Father Abento? Not Abento. I don't remember of hand. Don't remember. But uh, they brought out a, a comic that is like a, a prequel to everything. Right. Okay. As well, which I I haven't been able to find an English copy of yet. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, then the movie. Uh, well, it just starts to have a a normal uh, narrative structure. Uh. Well, a more uh, traditional narrative yeah. structure. Um. But that doesn't. I don't think this really that really does the film down. Um. In that sense, I think it. I think it adds to the story. Yeah, because um, the happy couple have been separated yeah. as well. Because Coldo's had to end up in the kitchen. Yeah. And she is, she's out getting ready yep. at the time, so she's not near everybody. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, throughout all the way through it, there's moments of hope, and there's moments where you get to see their love being tested, um, and 
where they where they do ultimately uh, well they do ultimately uh, prove their love to each other yeah uh, and it's great it's, it's such a With nice the, the recurring phrase I I know the that they're all right mm -hmm. because I can feel them oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely where the two of them are meant to be like yeah. total soulmates mm -hmm. and uh so that was great that was really good um and the the religious aspects are played up actually I think maybe a bit more than this right, film as right. well okay. because uh, all the people that have escaped out the front uh -huh. have taken refuge in an old religious building and yeah, none of the possessed right. can get in there. See that annoyed me and the reason that annoyed me was because Caldo basically caused all those people to die. It, Spoiler well, alert. Um, um, but yeah. He was like, they were like, oh no, we're safe here because they can't get in here. And then Caldwell says, no, no, get them to the buses, get yeah. them to the buses. And, it is, and then they, as they're getting on the, as the last person's getting on the bus, yeah. they haven't got the door closed properly. One person <laughs> gets on, then two, and then <laughs> just shitloads, and it is just, that bus is just a bloodbath yeah. now. Re reminded me, it brought to mind the the end sequence of uh, The Blind Dead. Um, Film, uh, oh, which I still haven't watched. Tombs of the Blind Dead, the, the first one finishes with uh, the Blind Dead just pouring onto a train, and it is the most horrifying thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I brought that to mind. Anyway. I'll see that when I watch. Well, it's Spanish as well, right? Or, yep. So, but yeah, I, I really liked the 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 Caldo puts on the armor, mm -hmm. and he's got the Saint George. That's he's, right. That was brilliant. He's got the little guy Demon beside Slayer. him mm -hmm. as well, and I, mm -hmm. I was, I still haven't figured out if that's meant to be a, a Don Quixote reference. Right, right. Him with Sancho Panza. Right, as right. As he is, uh, kind of, he's believing that he could go and take uh -huh. on this this mighty uh -huh. feat. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, the chances absolutely. are the. Yep. You know he's he's fighting windmills. Yep, yep. That's I really like that. And we know the way through. It's as a it's it's a kind of post Shaun of the Dead um, film. It's a, a film that's kind of working in that background where it's what's wrong with your wee face? Post Shaun of the Dead. Well, I think it, I, th I think it is in a lot of ways because it's moving on from that same kind of moving on from it was a it did represent a shift in horror. Uh, a positive shift in horror, and I think that that this is it's a completely different tone uh, to the first two rec films. I think you'd agree with yeah, that. It and it moves in a much more comedic uh, fashion. There's a lot more comedy elements yeah. all the way through it. Visual the, cues and and even the, the the way things are put across is very amusing. And there's the the girl the that said I was really surprised. She was talking to Clara at one point. She said I'm really surprised that you invited me to my to your wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah, only, only like, oh, I thought like you this. hated me. <laughs> it's like, ah, I only invited you because I didn't think that you would come. <laughs> and then two seconds later, that woman is uh, just horribly murdered. Yep. I thought that was beautiful. That was really... And also, really uh, we, it's, it's not much of a spoiler for this film because it's on the front cover, but then Clara goes about wielding a fucking chainsaw. Yep, that's fantastic. When her and Rafa... Rafa's telling her to just give up and yeah. stuff, and she's saying, no, I can feel that he's still alive, and he, she gets her to 
hold his dress, yeah. to hold her dress while she... Uh, she chainsaws it to a more comfortable level. Yeah, and it's fantastic. She's going around like the bride and just yeah. with a badass chainsaw. And, and that's fantastic. That's really it's, good. it's a brilliant film. But also in the, in the background, the reason that you can tell that this film's going on at the same time as Rec 1 and 2 mm -hmm. is that at one point Caldo's in a control room mm -hmm. And there's a TV behind yeah, just him, in the background, and it's that's showing right. the news report of the the building. That's right. Yeah, a few things like helicopters going over by. Yeah. Um, and people, um, people spraying uh, the area and testing the area and and yeah. hazmat suits. Um, yeah, there's all the signs are there. Yep. It's, it's one of these films where when you watch it again, there's a lot of little things that you go. I'm oh, sure there would be. Yeah, I'm sure there. I hadn't even noticed that. Because I noticed one person on, uh, yet again, Get Glue, had complained uh -huh. that reciting passages from the Bible would stop what they called zombies. And, well, it's not. It's not a zombie film. Um, so, yeah. Have you ever seen Demons? Yes. You have? Is yeah. it similar to that? Or is it, uh, is it a similar themes? It's just because I was wondering, I know that that kind of blows the light. It's been since I saw Demons. But between I, I zombies and demonic possession. I don't think it was all that similar. Right, okay. No, it's just purely interest, but, but I haven't seen it. Uh, how many Demons films were there? Two. Was there only two? Two and there was a third uh, scrapped out in, uh, in comic book form, I believe. Because I'm... Cause I'm you believe, get all that stuff from I've definitely seen the first two. Yeah, there's only but one. But I always two. kind of thought that there there was a third one. No, no. Um, <clears throat> so, sadly, sadly, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is such an entertaining film because it does have a central love story at its heart, and yeah. it's not too heavy-handed. Um, you you grow to like both Coldo and Clara. Yeah. Um, and the way that they react to different situations and the way that they... But especially Sponge John. Sponge John I think you go to love Sponge yeah. John. That's great. Yeah, no, so close. These, this suit is highly flammable. Well, he's standing there smoking. Right. And there's another character, and again, I think this kind of uh, ties in with probably the, the producers of Rex experience, but there's a, a guy who's... What, what is it he's called? He's like copyright... Oh like yeah, they, re they keep referring to him as something like he's the the mystery guest at the wedding. Uh -huh. and it turns out that he's there to mark down all the songs that are. Yes, it's like kind of the equivalent of the PRS. So it's like the PRS guy, and he's uh, yeah royalties. So they keep calling him royalties yeah. all the way through the film. Um, well, until he meets his until untimely demise. Let's face it, in a wreck film, don't get too attached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What did you think of the ending? We'll not talk about it, but what do you think of it? I really liked it. I, I, think it I, I, I think that maybe, even though some people that I've, that I've seen that have talked about uh -huh. the film said that they really just didn't like uh -huh. the ending at all, but I think that because the first three films all basically kind of happen over the same time frame, mm -hmm. and the fourth one mm -hmm. is going back to the the reporter from the first two. Oh really? Yeah. Right, okay. That's uh that's uh apocalypse. Right, wow. So <laughs> you know what to expect from right. from that one. But uh, uh 
I, I think that might that might come up again. Right. That, that sort of thing because it's yeah, that was uh, for me. I, I loved the ending. I thought it was great. They were yeah. backed into a con. There was no option. Um, How that, often do you cut your wife's arm off with a sword? Well, that's uh, <laughs> um, I don't think there were many other options for the for the directors to go, and I, I think they made the right choice in terms of how how to do it in a way that that satisfied the audience, um, and they didn't cheat the severity of the situation either. Yep. Because I mean, it is a. It's. I mean, obviously, it's, it's. It's supposed to be this. This huge catastrophe. And if they'd done it any other way, it would have probably been. Yeah. yeah that would be pretty lame, to be honest. It. So yeah, um, man, I thought this was amazing. I really like. I mean, I've I've really enjoyed doing the three rec films. I'd only ever seen the first. Seen the, the first, first two. two. Yeah. Um. So seeing this was this was great. I I just uh, love it, and they're they're not overly long films. Yeah. And they can all just be watched as a bit of a standalone yep. movie as well. Yep. So I mean both of these are available to rent on um, Sky, I, I rented them off of uh, Sky Go. Uh, giving money to... Two pounds up what? Giving money to Murder. Well they're the cheapest, the cheapest. Also Wreck uh, uh, 3's on Netflix. US Netflix which US is no Netflix. longer available in the UK to most people. I gave you the DNS Yeah I've checked it doesn't work buddy. Well, they've, they've cut a lot of stuff off now. The bastards. Um, yeah. So Netflix just have a fucking worldwide Netflix. I know. So anyway, um, that was rec three. So we'll just have a, a short break and then we'll close out the show. Yep. Okay. We'll Will be we back. play more injustice while we close out. No, no. We'll be back after this. Excuse me. What are you doing? Are you looking for porn again? No. Well, what is that I see? It's not porn. It's the badassboobsandbodycounts.com website. I happen to be looking at the reviews in the boobs section of the site. They have a section of the site dedicated to boobs? Yes, they do. They cover exploitation films in the boobs category, action films in the badass category, and horror in the body counts category. What's that other option? B, B, and B, C podcast? If you're not into reading the reviews, you can listen to them via the web on your mobile device device through iTunes and they cover the same types of films lesser known action exploitation and horror cinema so yeah to answer your question I wasn't cruising porn that's too bad what's too bad that you weren't cruising for porn uh why because I was feeling kind of horny oh wait 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 get back here hey get back here okay guys um so we're back to close out the show um so again my apologies for new dates um if anybody's had, had the misfortune of watching it anyway my, my apologies <laughs> Gil, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It doesn't bother me. I, <clears throat> it, it entertained me enough yep. by just making me think, yeah, there was some how weird... did this get made? Yeah, so we, we never even mentioned the, the punk magic. couple. Who are the punk couple? Oh, yeah, the punk yeah. couple who's the guy who's going out on tour. Yeah. So, what yeah. about the band, baby? We're going on tour. If we go out on tour, will you marry me? And then at the end of the film, mm-hmm. he she's going. Can we stay here another week? I really like this place. Like after uh, after Jackie has been killed, and he's like, I really like this place too. What if we come back next year? Hinting at a sequel there. No, no, no sequel. No sequel. <laughs> no sequel. Um, Even the man that wrote that film didn't write a sequel. Quite impressively, we've talked about Newly Dead's over three segments, so that that maybe stats is as a testament to to its uh, quality. Yep. Uh, possibly. Possibly. 
Oh god. So yeah, this one's, uh, this one's been a chilled. I've <laughs> been quite chilled. This is going to be one of our much shorter episodes, I think. So, I think. I think so. But I think also maybe because there's been a, a very short time between recordings yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because we recorded the last one on what, Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah. And this is just now Saturday, so. Yep. So you know we've we've not really done much with our lives. We've not moved far, and we haven't we, we haven't moved forward. The, the grand scheme of things. Oh come on, we've done plenty. We've, of we've just stagnated. Nah. Like uh, I met two like members. Our of, music careers. I met two members of Sam Hain <laughs> and I split up my band. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that was exciting. <laughs> that's what happens when you meet Glenn Danzig. You go home, split up your band. Exactly. That's it. You feel that you, you know, unless you're crooning, that's. Uh, Oh by god, they could croon though. He did a few of the kind of slow numbers. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, uh, really beautiful. <laughs> it was a bit rubbish. <laughs> Truth be told. Had they crooned I love him regardless of of his singing voice. <laughs> He's my favourite vocalist regardless of his singing voice. No, it was really good. No, it was good. I'm only I'm being facetious. Um, so, and um, also hoping that he never tracks you down and listens to this. <laughs> he wouldn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, he might do. I mean, he's not spending as, not, as much time like pumping iron these days. <laughs> based on photographs. <laughs> Unlike Doyle, yeah. it looks like he just lives in a gym. In a tank. That's that. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thank you all very much indeed for listening uh, once again. Uh, next week is... Uh, you haven't even commented on my trousers. They're very cool. They're uh, Batman trousers. There's been quite a theme here this week. Yeah. Uh, Batman and we're playing, playing Injustice and talking about Superman. And I didn't um, even go Batman, did I? You didn't? Oh, I did. I went Batman the first time. You did time. go Batman. I went Nightwing. I lost every fight. Oh, there we go. Well, you or find you, you won every fight. Exactly. One of so the there two. you go. One of the two. Well, successful one of us can be happy and so the other one can reach into a large <coughs> pharmacy bag filled with medication <laughs> and cheer themselves up. <coughs> oh, happy pills. So um, next week we'll be broadcasting live from Parts Unknown. Um, well, we won't be broadcasting live. <laughs> no, we won't. That was a bit of a last broadcast yeah. moment, that. We should do the live one. We should, one day. We should, with uh, people phoning in. When the stars are right. When the stars yeah. are right. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll have a special episode next week that uh, we won't be saying another word about our lips are sealed. Um, Seal's gonna be on the show. <laughs> oh no! I've let I've let everybody know. Uh, I know. I wonder if he'll give me a kiss from a rose. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe he'll um, just go crazy. I don't know. We have to be careful about him because he's a killer. <laughs> right, let's not do this. Any other seal singles? <laughs> no, I can't think of any. Um, so thank you once again for listening. Um, this has been a, a rather more uh, crazy episode than we're in <laughs> doing. So stick with us, guys. Uh, back next week for a very exciting episode. Thank you yep. to Jason from the Horrorfila Podcast Network for hosting us and our dear friends and in, in the world of the podcast. Um, very should, interesting we episode. We really should of, give it a better name. Yeah, interesting. Pod uh, world. Yeah. I always say pod pals, don't I? Yeah, pod, kind of pod pals is cute. Kids but like they need a name for the overall thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this week... Uh, Pod Race. Yeah. 
<laughs> the other competitors in this big crazy pod race. Yeah. Um, so the new developer podcast, as we said last week, is up, um, in which David Andles loudly proclaims that there will never be a Friday the 13th box set uh, just three days prior to the announcement it's a great punditry great punditry there uh, from mr Andles. I, I think he was uh, just making a, a joke because <laughs> he knew it was happening <laughs> he was so in the loop that he actually i never even mentioned the newly deads is a little bit like uh friday the 13th part six isn't it because <laughs> you've got like the <laughs> You've got the, the dead thing uh-huh. that, that comes back to go and kill people versus uh-huh. somebody with strange psychic powers. That's part seven, but yes. Is that seven? Yes, yeah, part seven, the new blood. Oh, yes, yeah, so it is. Damn it, sorry. Yep. Tina. <laughs> Tina, you're right. Yep. You're right. got that bit right. Well, her name was, what was her name again? Chris. Yep. Which could be short for Chris, Chris Tina. Tina. Yep. Ah, so there you go. So, yeah. Well, so basically, what we're saying is that Newly Dead's is Friday the Thirteenth, seven and a half. I would definitely say so. I don't also, they're both set round about a lake. If this isn't, if this and isn't there's a the jetty point. that goes out, and of course that that's all very, yep. very Borgesian. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Um, so on that. Bombshell. Bastard! <laughs> I thought you were going to be original for a no. change. Um, Do a porn reference. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If you do a porn reference, I'll do an impression of a drum kit. <laughs> the little rim shot. I can't th- oh, there you go. There's your porn reference, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, um, so we'll be back next week with a very excellent episode, hopefully focusing on the theme of carnivals and sideshows. Yeah. Uh, wonder why that would be. Um, so that, uh, <laughs> provisionally the films are Something Wicked This Way Comes, Freaks, Freaks and The Fun House. The Fun House. Talk so that's uh, two films from the 80s and one from the 30s. Yep, so that should be a fantastic episode. I don't really um, want to do Freaks. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm one of the few people in the world who doesn't want to watch Freaks because Freaks has been so it's unbelievably It's been so, so heavily butchered. edited, yeah, you're right, you're the, right. You know, I just think, I'm watching somebody else's version of Freaks. Sure, and sure. So, same of you. It's a, yeah. not a fan edit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so guys, thank you very much indeed for listening. You can find us on Twitter, at Bodacious Horror. And at Gil Rokitansky. Got a hundred percent from my guitar. Thing. Oh, I saw that. Congratulations! You know, that was awesome. I'm I very can, cool. I can now say that I am definitely a beginner at guitar. Awesome. No, you've accomplished the beginner. Uh, um, so uh, you can also find us at uh, bodacioushorror.tk, which is sometimes temperament, temperamental. Okay. Um, and um, facebook.com forward slash bodacioushorror. Fantastic. So, guys, thank you very much indeed for listening. Leave a comment on iTunes if you get a chance. (laughs) And www.bbc.co.uk. If you want to do a band or do broadcasting, come come through through us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and good evening. Yeah.